Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church, and welcome to our podcast. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. Amen, amen. Okay, we are going to jump into this. I'm going to ask the questions, and then these wonderful people are going to answer these questions today, and we'll kind of just kind of go through some things. Okay, question number one, question number one is this, okay? How do you foster, how do you pour into your spiritual life when you have a full plate, all the moms said amen to that full plate of to-dos that are happening on a daily basis when you got to get kids to school, you got to make breakfast, there's homework, there's all kinds of things, sporting events. How do you develop your life with Jesus in a busy season? So here we go. Good question. Yeah, good question. First of all, happy Mother's Day, ladies. Um, Jeff and I say all the time that we elevate churches full of the most amazing women, the most amazing mothers. And um, we're so incredibly grateful. And we see you. We know that it's hard, that this journey is hard. Um, but today, I just want to wanna preface everything with there is absolutely never any guilt or condemnation. Um, when we're answering these questions, we have, a lot of us have walked through these circumstances. A lot of us are just learning along with everybody. It's just a journey. Um, so anything that we say, just take it to the Holy Spirit and say, okay, God, what can I pull from this? What do you want me to learn? What do you want me to grab a hold of? The truth that you want me to grab a hold of, and he will reveal amazing things to you. But to answer this question, (laughs) how do you foster your spiritual life when you have a laundry list of things to do? And it is, it is very true. Mom, uh, motherhood never turns off. It's not like we clock in at 8 a.m. and then we clock out at 7 p.m., right? The other, the other night, Luke um, woke me up and he's like, Mom, it is not a bad dream and it really hurt my feelings. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care about your feelings. Just go back to bed. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those moments where motherhood is just constantly going and the to-do, to-do list seems like it just goes on and on and on. Um, and this question is, how do you foster that, your spiritual life? And, and when I saw that question, I was like, I just really have no other option because it's the source of life that gives me the ability to be a good mom. Yeah. Um, if I'm not connected to Jesus, I am not a nice person. <laughs> you can ask Jeff. You can ask my boys. When I haven't spent time with, okay, you can back up. <laughs> It's mother's I have the mic. Get out of here. Um, But when I am not connected to the source of life, which is Jesus Christ, and I am not connected to his word and what the Holy Spirit is telling me to do, I am not a good mom. I'm just really not. I mean, you know, I'll get by. It's like, whatever. They'll get fed and stuff, right? (laughs) But I'm not giving them what they need because I'm not connected to the source. So um, a verse that I love that I'm trying to find here is John 15:5. I am the sprouting vine and you are my branches. As you live in union or as you are connected with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. And that's the, that's the um, passion translation. I just love it. When you are connected to me, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. And I think that that is just the answer to that question, that, you know, there are some practical things, and I think these girls are going to hit on it. Lena, Lena has some good stuff. But 
Um, I just firmly believe, first of all, you have to be connected to the source or else you won't be able to do what the Lord is asking you to do. Good morning, Elevate Moms. You have just an amazing job to do. And we're just so proud of you. And Jess pointed out some good things. If you are not plugged in um, to the word every day, it is hard for us as moms to meet the needs of our children. But when I was younger, the one thing that um, I, in my spiritual walk, I felt a lot of guilt because at that time there was this book going around that could you not tarry an hour? And we expect moms, they have so much on their plate. I couldn't even tarry five minutes because of three girls, three young girls trying to have a job also. But what the Lord impressed on me over the years for my spiritual walk, my spiritual life, is that it is a relationship with him. He loves me regardless. And he pursues me and desires me. And what he wants is he wants me to pursue him and desire him. And I found out that as a mom, that the first thing in the morning is to just be very grateful, be very thankful to him. Um, and to just do practical things. As I'm getting ready in the morning, I have praise and worship music on. And then I get in the word. And I let the Holy Spirit give me what I need to meditate on for the day. And I meditate and I ponder. The Bible says to meditate. That means to ponder on it, to chew on it. So I meditate and I ponder the word. Because his word says, you, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Because you trust in him. So as a mom in the car, when I'm in the car, and even now when I'm in the car, I'm always listening to praise and worship music. Um, I'm always listening to teaching. But I don't allow any guilt or condemnation if I haven't spent the time. I have a desire to spend the time with the Lord, and he has a desire to spend with me. Remember, moms, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He knows everything about you, and he loves you regardless. It's not a performance. God loves you, and he chose your children just for you. But being in the word, being in his presence, he knows your children more than you do. And trusting him. And as long as that relationship continues throughout the day, because it is a relationship with him, it just continues throughout the day while you're doing laundry, while you're folding clothes, when you are in the car, then you're going to find out that you are going to walk in peace with him. That's so good. Okay, so I'm in the thick of this right now. I have an eight-month-old, so I'm like, I read this question. I was like, oh, good, all right. I feel like, <laughs> should I give advice on this? Because I'm trying to figure it out. But yeah, it's hard. I have an eight month old, like I said, and this is something that hit me in the face harder than I think anything else has in motherhood of like, I didn't realize how hard it was gonna be for me to cultivate that sweet relationship with the Lord that I've had while trying <laughs> to take care of a very dependent human being. So the one thing that I just wanna share that the Lord has really 
sweetly. Like I, that word is just so like in my mind towards the Lord right now because he's been so sweet in this motherhood, motherhood journey that I've been in. It's not like he's been really harsh and like, why haven't you been doing more? You can do better. He's just so sweet. And something that he's taught me and that I'm really learning is that it doesn't have to look like it did before I had Mitchell to be succeeding. Like, I'm not waking up in the morning and spending a half an hour just praying and reading the word. And the first few months, I really felt like I was failing the Lord because I'm like, Lord, our time isn't the same. I'm not giving as much. And the Lord was so gentle, like, you are doing a good job. Because my time with the Lord now looks like a worship song on the TV holding a baby that wants to be held and just meditating on what the Lord is saying. And the last thing I want to share is it's a fight. Like, I am realizing how much the enemy is after my time and my time in the Word specifically. Worship is really easy to put on, but the enemy is after my time in the Word and filling my mind with scripture. And so I just want to encourage you guys, like, I'm in this fight with you, but, like, it is a fight. Like, this isn't something we can handle gently. Like, we have to come in it and know that we're in a battle, and the enemy wants our mind to not be focused on scripture. Because if we're not focused on scripture, we're going to be filled with ideas of this world that are crazy, (laughs) and we're not going to be the mom that God has called us to be. And so just encouraging you guys to really fight to be in the word, not just to listen to worship, but reading scripture and letting that fill your spirit. Come on. That's some good stuff. All right, here we go. Question number two, okay? Um, And I think, you know, this is a question, I think, not just moms, but just dads. All of us understand and we feel is, the question is this, how do you deal with personal fear and anxiety as it relates to your kids? You know, it's like that moment that you leave the hospital and you're like, wow, there's this little human in the backseat and you're driving home and you're driving at like five miles per hour and people are honking and flipping you off. You know, you're just like trying to get home because you're like, I have this precious little human in the car with me and now it's this idea of like, I have to protect this person. Like it's, it's my duty, it's my responsibility to protect them. But the reality is it's really the Lord's pr- job. It's his job to protect him. And so my great mother-in-law, beautiful mother-in-law. Hey. You. <laughs> she, look, she has five great kids that love Jesus yeah. and are all loving Jesus in ministry, wonderful grandkids that love the Lord. Mm-hmm. You did Thank a great you. job. Thank you. Great job. Thanks. Do you want to speak to this? Yeah. Um, Okay, good morning. Um, One of the things that the Lord showed me was Psalms 91. Do it, do it. This is where Matt gets it, I think. Um, Psalms 91 is such a powerful chapter. And I would read that over the kids, and I would rest in it. When the grandkids started coming... I would get a hold of them day one or two, and I'd read Psalms 91 over them. And I knew without a shadow of a doubt that whatever came their way, whatever the enemy had in store, Psalms 91 was so powerful that I didn't have to worry about it. I didn't have to worry about fear or anxiety, them getting sick. Um, Just like what Matt went through, 
God is so good and he's true to his word. And so when things like that come about, you just have to remind the enemy, oh no, Psalms 91 is powerful and you can't touch my seed. You just can't. So I, ha- I try to keep this really simple and I stand on two things. One is I know that there's an enemy out there who's trying to kill, steal, and destroy. But I also know what Philippians 4.8 says, is it true, is it noble, is it just, and the list goes on. And so anytime I have a situation of fear and anxiety that is going to fester, I stop myself and I ask, is it trying to kill, steal, and destroy me? Or is it, trying, is it noble, is it true, is it just? And if I, whatever category it fits in, hopefully the latter, but if it doesn't fit in where, what the Lord says, I junk it, I get rid of it because that's what realigns me, that's what keeps me on track and that's what resets my mind so that I know which direction and what path I need to take next. And I think just playing off of what Jeanette just said, um, you have to realize that the source of fear is is a spirit. Um, The Bible tells us that fear is a spirit and you cannot combat a spirit. It's not just some like, bad feeling. You can't combat a spirit with just trying to ignore it. You, what you have to do is take the word and stand against it, remove it, and then replace it with something. And faith is that thing. So getting a hold of the, of the word, getting a hold of Psalms 91 and just speaking that out loud over your children, that spirit of fear will go in a minute. Um, I don't know about you, but sometimes I wake up and it's like a thought will pop into my mind. And I'm like, where the heck did that come from? It's like you wake up and you're like, what's going to happen today? Like, what, what kid's going to get injured today? You know, somebody's going to get into an accident. That is that spirit of fear trying to nag you and trying to get on you and in the morning. But I, I'm, I, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt when you wake up and you sense that, right away you say, nope. In Isaiah 54, it says that no weapon formed against me or my children will prosper. So I've removed that fear and I've replaced it with faith, right? So you can't, you can't just try to ignore those, those little thoughts of fear because they'll start compiling, compiling, compiling. And it's like before you know it, you're just overtaken by fear. Fear is so prevalent in the world today. And it's, it's on purpose. The enemy is releasing some things on the earth to cripple God's children to cripple moms from, from raising warriors for Jesus today. And um, so we have to realize that and we have to take a hold of that and say, no, I'm not going to stand for that in my house. I'm removing that spirit of fear. I'm replacing it with faith and I'm replacing it with the word of God because this is what God says over me and my children. And just watch that, watch that fear and anxiety just leave. Um, it's a very powerful thing. It's a process, but Jesus will set you free from that. So. Amen. Question number three is this. Um, Again, I think this is something that is really, really big, especially with moms, and especially in the social media world that we live in, in the world of comparison, that we're constantly viewing other people's lives. And isn't it always interesting how people never post their kids throwing a tantrum at the store and crying and yelling like you never see like hey it was a wonderful day look at my kid they're freaking out you know what I mean like that never happens Um, so the question is this how do you deal 
with mom guilt and comparison in a day that we live with social media peering into everybody's life. And let's start with Jeanette, okay? Um, so th this question made me really think about this one because I had a situation where I had um, a mom who at school drop-off was like, oh, Jeanette, like you're always so put together and I haven't changed my clothes in four days. And I was like, I think. Like, I think that's a compliment, but I'm not really sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. So uh, when I took a step Did back. Did she stink? <laughs> Did you, I just, that's wrong. Yeah. When, I, when, I, <laughs> when I took a step back, I thought, why didn't that feel good? Like, because I feel bad for her, but maybe I should feel good about myself. And it, it came down to two things. I can either stand where guilt and comparison come in, or I can stand where um, conviction and correction come in. And at that point in where I was at, you know, the Holy Spirit was really convicting me to take care of myself because I wanted to be, I do still want to be a model for my boys on what a mom and a wife should look like. And for my daughter, what a mom and a wife should look like. And so I felt bad for her, but it made me pray for her. But it also made me really thankful that I'm not getting in the trap of mom guilt and comparison because I'm listening to who matters versus what the world says. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. That's really good. So on the flip side of that, I feel like most days I feel like my head's barely above water. <laughs> and so I think the key is mom guilt and comparison cannot stand where you are confident in what the Lord's asking yes. you to do. So... Jeanette's in a completely different season than me, and I will be there one day in Jesus' name. <laughs> but I have to understand to be secure in myself and be secure in my walk with the Lord that that's her walk with the Lord. And what he is specifically asking of you, that's what he's asking her. I have to know what the Lord's asking me. And the, the thing is, if I don't know what he's asking of me as a mom right now, then I will constantly feel this guilt or this comparison because I, I'm not confident in it. But right now the Lord has really showed me all that he wants from me. And so when I see a mom really succeeding, all I have in my heart is joy and honestly encouragement because I'm like, if she can do it, I know I can do it. Yeah. That's so good. I think I think it, the bottom line is, and just what these, what these ladies were saying is that you, you need to figure out who is setting the standard for your life. Where is that standard coming from? Is it coming from your social media? Because if it is, you're, going, you're walking down a path that is going to lead to a lot of stress and anxiety and a lot of destruction. If the standard and, and the bar is set from the Holy Spirit, then you're going to be walking down a path with a lot of life. And, and I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm here for the life, right? So setting your mind, when I was thinking about this, this question, um, the Lord just said, fix your thoughts. So you get alone with the Holy Spirit, and listen, every day is, is kind of different, but you have to adjust yourself. You have to adjust. Okay, listen, I'm going down a road. I don't like this. It's not feeling good. I'm going to adjust myself um, according to the Word of God, and I'm going I'm, I'm to start listening you know, closely with the Holy Spirit is saying how He's leading me, but you need to get a word from the Holy Spirit on what He wants you to do for your life without looking around or getting advice from everybody else. And fix your thoughts on that. And I'm just going to read this verse real, real fast. I keep losing my page. How do you do this, Jeff? 
Philippians 4, 6 through 9 says, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life and then God's wonderful peace that transcends, transcends human understanding will guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. Keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable and admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and then fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. Put into practice the example of all that you have heard from me or seen in my life, and, God of, and the God of peace will be with you in all things. So fasten your mind, hear from the Holy Spirit, get out of that comparison and that guilt and who's doing what and, and who, who fixed what and who, what, you know, the home decor and all that crazy stuff and, and hear from the Holy Spirit, settle your heart, settle your mind, hear from the Holy Spirit. Okay, God, this is what you want me to do. This is who you want me to be. This is who you're calling me to be. This is who you're calling my kids to be. My kids aren't meant to be those kids. My husband isn't meant to be that husband. My house isn't supposed to look like that. You've called me to this. You are my standard. Holy Spirit, you set the standard. Not my, I'm not going to scroll to find my standard. How, st how stupid is that? It's like when you say it out loud, it's like, why would I, what would I want my life to be under a standard that, that the world is setting for me? And yet we do sometimes, you know, not all the time, but we do. We struggle with that. Hear from the Holy Spirit. Spend time with him. Let him set the bar for your life, and then he will keep you accountable and keep you in line. And then you just watch and see what he does. It's, it's awesome. I just keep hearing the word grace. Moms, you need to give grace to yourself because Jesus has given it to you. Um, I just keep hearing that word. Just give grace to yourself. So. Listen, I had to give some grace to myself. You gave me so much guilt uh, the other morning. I, listen, listen. She did this amazing thing for Pastor Matt for his birthday. She had like... Everybody texting these things, and she had this homemade card on the wall, and I was like, I'm the worst. I'm just like, I'm so terrible. And then I got free later in Jesus. Uh, but you're really good at that, by the way. Really good. All right, here we go. Question number four. Okay. Um, what is one thing that you've instilled into your children that has made the biggest impact in their life? Tammy, we're going to start with you. One of the things that my husband and I have instilled in our children is to take responsibility um, because there are a lot of uh, parents and being a mom, especially I see a lot of moms and being a teacher, I saw a lot of moms that wanted to fix everything for their children. And um, knowing that we taught our daughters that there are good choices and bad choices there are good consequences and there are bad consequences. And when they chose to make a bad choice, we didn't punish. We walked through the consequences with them, just like what Jesus does with us. He walks through it with us to help us grow. Um, and then we continue to speak life into that situation. We continue to tell them how God saw them. We continue to tell them, who they were in him because we didn't want to put any condemnation or guilt on them. But 
children, they desire, they desire. The Bible tells us to train our children up in the way of the Lord. And as their parents, as their mom, I always felt it was my responsibility to teach them how to even, when they made those bad choices, to walk through it. Because one day, I knew that they were going to have to make their own choice that I couldn't make for them. They were going to have to choose Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And just teaching them from when they were young that if they did something wrong, we didn't punish we just walked through it with them, and we guided and directed them. So um, teaching children responsibility. Yeah. Well, one of the things that Mark and I taught, obviously, is uh, Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God. But that is so important. But I probably drove my kids crazy because I got a hold of this little book that says you can have what you say. And let me read you this first because it's kind of my life verse. It's Matthew eleven twenty three 23 through 24. And I think this is King James, so f- please forgive me. <laughs> For verily I say unto you that whatsoever shall you say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says, <laughs> I can't even read this, <laughs> saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Verse 24 is, therefore I say unto you, what things soever, no, I didn't, I didn't read this to my kids out of King James, I, I promise. <laughs> Whatsoever things you desire when you believe, pray that you will receive them and you shall have them. So my whole thing through life was choose your words. You have what you say. And I would say that to them. They'd, they'd come up with some off-the-wall thing, and it wasn't biblical, and I would just say, yeah, what you say? Watch, watch your words, and that probably drove them crazy, but I knew what the words said, so if they were sick, we would pray, and they would be healed, but we didn't stay there, so it, it was just so important to me, and to the, you know, to the point where it probably drove them crazy, but that's okay. You have what you say, Jess. (laughs) So Matt, so for those of you who don't know, my mom referred to it earlier. Um, My brother Matt was in a, was in a four-wheeler accident and um, walked away completely fine. And he, it could have been absolutely awful. It could have, it could have been really, really bad. Um, But he called. So he, I don't know who he was talking to, but somebody called him and said, Matt, you know, how you doing? He's, he's like, "I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Like he was just right away. His response was, I'm fine. I'm going to be fine. And, you know, some people would be like, uh, for, you know, a four wheeler just landed on you. And are you okay? You know, I mean, let's really evaluate this, this issue. Um, but his, he, he knew that when he started speaking that, that there was faith in that and that faith activated those promises that God has given us that he is the healed of the Lord. Um, and that by his stripes that we are healed. And so what the first thing that came out of his mouth, and because my mom drilled this into us, I mean, we would be like, Mom, I have a headache. Well, you, you know, you say, you say it, then you're going to have it. And it's like, <laughs> you know, I'm just, it's like, you know, and, and, but thank God that she, that she did that because, I mean, Jeff's probably not thankful for it because he's like, I think, I think my stomach hurts. Well, Jeff, if you, you know, if you want it to hurt, then you just keep saying that, you know? <laughs> Um, so he's, he's not too, your arm could literally be hanging off your body and just would be like, 
you're fine. Here's some ibuprofen. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how life works at our house, okay? I know. I think she learned that from you, too. Okay, all right. <laughs> you're good. All right? You're fine. You're the heel of the Lord. Get out of here. Um, but anyways, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a, it is, when that is in you, it's, it's a gut reaction to be like, no, I'm, I, know, I know what God has promised me. I know that my words have power, just like, like mom was saying. So super, super important. Yeah. All right, here we go. We've got one last question. Um, and then at the end, we're going to pray over all of our moms and we're going to bless them. It's the last question. What is one word of advice that you would give all of these beautiful moms today? And let's just, we'll go around starting with you. No, we're going to start right here with you. Start right here I'm with just you. kidding. Yeah, yeah. Um, one word of advice would just be, I think the biggest thing for me learning from my mom, because she talks about all the time, like looking back in photos, she's like, I know I wasn't present in those moments. And she's like, it breaks my heart. And there's this one video, like home video, that she is like taking care of a baby and yelling at her older kid. And she's like, it like tears me to shreds. And so that, is, that has really stuck with me, hearing her talk about it. And something I strive to do every day is be present with my little guy. And it's really hard because most days I just want to be scrolling on Instagram because I'm so tired and so empty by the end of the day. But the Lord has really pressed in me, like, be present, be there for him. I think other than just breathe, um, choose your battles. Because I fought a lot of battles that I wish I hadn't. We discovered, Jessica and, and our second daughter, Lauren, discovered that peas don't float to the bottom of milk. They float to the top. So they weren't eating their peas, obviously. But I should have chosen that batter, battle better. You know, um, just relax. I would say um, be confident in what the Lord is asking of you. Um, I think one of the toughest realities that I had is when we made the decision for me to stay home. And the um, it was overwhelming the amount of people that told me I was making the worst decision of my life. Um, and But I was confident in that and I just had to keep pushing through because I knew that is where the Lord wanted me. So be confident in what the Lord's asking of you. I would say moms to go after the things of God. He is the lover of your soul. He knows you deeply. He formed you even before you were in your mother's womb. He desires you. And whenever you are feeling maybe your cup's not full because of things going on, situations, he will fill your cup. He loves you and he has the answer for everything. And the word... The word is a love letter just to you. So I would tell you, go after those things. Um, I would say, if I, could, if I could go back to the very beginning of motherhood, <laughs> uh, the one thing that I would interject is, is a lot more laughter. I think that, you know, in Proverbs 17, it says that laughter is like medicine, and it's very true. Um, if you can laugh about it, just like my mom said, choosing battles, um, like Elena said, just being present and just being in the moment and laughing and choosing joy, even in the moments of stress, just remove yourself from the situation for a second and just find some humor in it. 
Okay, so they, you know, spilled chili sauce all over your brand new carpet. It's like, yeah, okay, we're just going to laugh this off. And, you know, I mean, joy and laughter, if you can interject that into, into situations, it just, it will completely change the game. And on the flip side, you're teaching your children because we, we strongly believe that spirits reproduce spirits. So when you are, when you are just showing them how to laugh about your mistakes and how to laugh and find joy in life, um, you know, and there's a balance to everything, but to find joy in circumstances, it just takes such a huge weight off of things. Um, and, it, and they really can see Jesus in, in life. It's like, oh, he's supposed to make me joyful. He's supposed to make me laugh. He's supposed to make me happy. So I think that's one thing that I would probably, probably do. Come on, can we give this wonderful, amazing, beautiful panel? Why don't you stand up with us?